God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe, Tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I will be giving a unique prophetic insight into the coming Jewish New Year 5781 and 2021 using the prophetic Hebrew alphabet and will show you how using this method of prophecy reveals incredible insight. Before I get into this incredible teaching, I want to let you guys know that there will be a video format posted on both our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page that will include the pictographs, the verses, the screenshots, and all the other things to give you a visual on this word. I will also post the links to all of the relative prophetic words and connection to this prophetic word in our comment section of this video. So please, be sure to head over to our YouTube channel and watch it. You can also subscribe to our channel. That way you'll be notified every time we post a new podcast message or word. Now, I'll be giving a unique prophetic insight into the coming Jewish New Year 5781 and 2021 using the prophetic Hebrew alphabet. Now, I've been using this method for the last five or six years and it has been extremely insightful and helpful in advising the prophetic season for that coming year. The Jewish New Year will begin Friday evening, September 18th through sundown on Sunday, September 20th, which is the Jewish festival called Rosh Hashanah. Friday evening through Saturday evening is the Jewish Sabbath, which would be equivalent to the Christian Sabbath on Sunday. Now, September is considered the most holiest month in the Jewish year. You have Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, which literally means the head of the year, which is the Jewish New Year. The biblical name for this holiday is Yom Teruah, which literally means day of shouting or blasting. It is the first of the Jewish holy high days specified by Leviticus 23, 23-32. Then you have Yom Kippur, which starts Sunday, September 27th through Monday, September 28th which is Yom Kippur, also known as the Day of Atonement. And that's the holiest day of the year in Judaism. Its central themes are on atonement and repentance. Jewish tradition usually observes this holy day with an approximate 25-hour period of fasting and intensive prayer, often spending most of the day in synagogue services. 
Then on Friday, October 2nd through Friday, October 9th, that week is Sukkot, which is the Jewish festival called the Feast of Tabernacles. Sukkot is one of the most joyful festivals on the Jewish calendar. It's a Hebrew word meaning boots and huts, which refers to the Jewish festival of giving thanks for the fall harvest. It's equivalent to our Thanksgiving tradition holiday. The holiday is also, it also comes to commemorate the 40 years of Jewish wandering in the desert after the giving of the Torah, which was on top of Mount Sinai. And then coming at the conclusion of Sukkot are the two holidays of Shemini Azaret and Simchat Torah starting Monday, October 21st through Tuesday, October 22nd. In Israel and among liberal Jews, they are combined into one holiday and on the day after the conclusion of Sukkot. Among more traditions, Jews outside of Israel, they are observed separately from one another on two consecutive days. Now, this word means the eighth day of assembly, while Simchat Torah means rejoicing in the Torah. Now, the main difference between our calendar and the Hebrew calendar is that the Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar. It's based off of the moon cycles, and ours is a solar base, which is based off the sun. This is why Bible prophecy, in biblical prophecy, the moon represents Israel, and the sun represents the Gentile nations. Whenever there are significant prophetic movements occurring in the earth with Israel, oftentimes it will line up specifically with dates and seasons in the Hebrew calendar. And as we are approaching the end times, God is beginning to move and work through the nations, moving us closer to his return and the complete fulfillment of all of his prophetic word. Now, recently, we have witnessed prophetic events occurring in Jerusalem, such as the moving of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and the push for Israel's sovereignty in Judea, Samaria, and the Golan Heights in Jerusalem. Now, this is very significant because the Bible prophesies in the book of Zechariah, chapter 12, concerning the restoration of Judah and Jerusalem to the tribes of Judah and the house of David first before the other tribes. And so far, This system and this method of prophecy using the Hebrew calendar has coincided with these events. Last year's prophetic word for 5780 was the year of the mouth, which includes prophetic significance with the house of the Lord. In that word, the Lord even showed us the events concerning the impeachment attempt of the president, Donald Trump, and that it would originate from the house. The year before that was 5779, which resembled both a snake and a pregnant woman, where the Lord revealed to us that a fight was coming concerning abortion. And sure enough, January of 2019, New York passed the late-term abortion, which I personally believe has resulted in periods of judgment over this nation, and I'm going to get into a little more in-depth concerning that later on in this message. So this coming year, 5781 in 2021, I am calling the year of the shin, which means teeth. Much of this year will be a continuation of last year, in fact, 5780, which was the year of the pay or the year of the mouth. Interestingly, the number 21 in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter shin, which represents teeth in the tooth is located inside of the mouth. So in connection to the numbers 21 
and 81. We will look at the Hebrew alphabets of Shin, which is 21, Aleph, which is 1, Pei, which is 80, and Kaf, which is 20. Now, for the letter Pei, or Fei, it has a geometric value of 80. The letter Pei is the 17th letter of the alphabet, having the numeric value of 80. The pictograph for Pei resembles a mouth, whereas the classical Hebrew script is constructed of a Kaf, with an inverted vav or an ascending yod. There is a hidden bet within the letter pay, and this shape of the letter is required when a sofar or a Torah scribe writes Torah scrolls. Now, the meaning of pay, the word pay means moth, and by extension, word, expression, vocalization, speech, and breath. In the order of the Hebrew alphabet, pay follows the letter Ayin, which is suggesting the priority of the eyes before the verbal expression. And negatively, reversing this order results in blind consumption or mindless chatter. Kabbalists claim that the letter Pei is composed of two other letters of Kaf and Yod. And since one of the meanings of Kaf is container, which also means spoon, it is suggested that the letter Pei is a picture of the divine spark Yod of God within the soul, and Kaf is understood as the container of the spoon for the soul. And since Pei or the mouth follows Ayin, which is I, certain Jewish mystics have maintained that though the Ayin is the gateway to reality, the mouth is what brings reality into being. This alluded to within the scriptures, especially when God's creative activity, his word, is considered. In fact, the well-respected Aramaic translations that date back to the first century rendered the phase nefesh chaya, a living soul, as a speaking spirit in Genesis 2-7. God's speech creates reality, and since man is made in the image of God, the sages reason that it was the power of speech and the rationality that distinguished mankind from the lower animals that the Lord God created. There is also a hidden bet within pay. The inner space of the letter pay reveals the letter bet. Since the first word of the scripture begins with an enlarged letter bet representing the house of creation, it is inferred that the invisible letter pay surrounding the bet represents the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. In other words, the very first letter of the scriptures is a picture that the word of God is the agency behind the entire universe. A dash on the hidden bet suggests that since pay means mouth and bet means home, what is spoken within the home is likewise spoken outside of the home. In other words, our private conversations within our homes will reflect itself in our public life. Conversely, what we speak in public will also affect the quality of our life at home. Now, this indicates that the hidden agendas, which I believe personally, the hidden agendas of the enemy will be brought to life. What the Bible tells us that nothing is hidden from the Lord. Even the most evil and darkest acts are exposed and brought to life. And we have really seen that in this past year. The year that we're actually still currently in for 5780, the Lord exposed the demonic leadership attempt to impeach the president. 
And we've seen a terrible hijacking of the Black Lives Matter movement and attempts to riot and overthrow cities and the government. Now, we also saw coronavirus and how liberal leaders have used this to enforce tyranny and to instill fear in our nation and attempt to overthrow the U.S. election. However, we previously revealed that through dreams and through prophetic words that the events of coronavirus and of the riots were not only a series of judgments as a result of liberal agendas and idolatry worship of liberalism, with even events like late-term abortion, these events are serving as a grave warning and a sign for the people to get out of New York City and out of New York. And what I believe the final coming act of judgment will be carried out across New York City and parts of the East Coast. Now, the Hebrew meaning of Kaf, the number 20, is the 11th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which you can also kind of symbolize as the 11th hour also in our present times having the numeric value of 20 the pictograph for cough looks like a palm of a hand whereas the classical hebrew script is constructed of a bent line that appears somewhat like a crown on the head of a prostrating king and symbolically we have seen that with our president and with our leaders here in the nation being humbled in jewish mysticism the two letters of the word cough are the initial letters of two other Hebrew words that mean for potential and actual, which enables, which represents the, the power of the spiritual power to be made actual in the physical. The literal meaning of kaf is palm, which is considered the location where the potential yod or the hand is actualized. And for the same reason, we bless children with our palms facing them and we envision God as having his palms over us. And for this image suggests the calling forth of the latent power of the script within the manifestation in the physical world. And also that Christ was pierced in both of his palms of his hands to the cross, bringing the spiritual power and blessings of salvation and grace spiritually to physically. And it's also why in the book of Acts, we get the laying of hands on others with the impartation of the gifts of the Spirit. And as we also see in the book of Exodus and in the book of Joshua, where the Israelites were in war with the Ammonites, when Moses raised his hands up, the Israelites would prevail in battle. But when Moses lowered his hands, they would lose the battle, so they end up having to hold Moses' arms up so that they would prevail. This is an absolute perfect picture of what is occurring right now over our nation and even in the earth. This battle is spiritual, as Paul said, that we fight not against flesh and blood, but also against the principalities in high places. So the way that we are going to win and prevail in this battle will be through worship and testimony and through the unity of the body of Christ. And I believe that is what all of this is gearing down to, that God is moving his people to rise up and unify together. Now, here's where it gets really interesting, where it gets right down to the brass and the knuckles. The Hebrew number of Shin, which represents the number 21, which I am calling this year, the year 2021 or 5781, the year of Shin. Now, the Hebrew 
Number Shin represents 300 and is also the 21st letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Now, the pictograph looks like flames of fire and also teeth. And it literally means teeth to press and to sharp or change. The Gemetra value represents 300 and it also stands for the Hebrew names of God, Shaddai. This has two very significant implications. First, the flame, which I believe represents the power of the Holy Spirit and foretells of an outpouring and revival. And also represents the cleansing that comes through trial and tribulation. And the church is seeing a significantly increase of persecution in the midst of both coronavirus and civil unrest. Many people have written to me and have posted videos all over the nation of having dreams and visions of these blue flames appearing over the church. And they're prophesying of a coming revival that will be the result through persecution of the church. And the second implication of this is the teeth aspect, which in the Bible represents judgment. As Jesus told us that in the end times, people who reject the word and who have rejected Christ will be thrown out where there will be gnashing and gnarling of teeth. Interestingly, the letter Shin actually paints and foreshadows the picture, a literal picture of Jesus' second coming in the end times. The three valleys that run around Jerusalem with run running through Jerusalem are first, the Valley of Jehoshaphat, which is also called the Kendron Valley, runs east of Jerusalem. And second, the Valley of Hanan runs around the other side of Jerusalem, in which some have identified it with the Valley of Shaveh. And third is the Valley of Teropian, which runs through the eastern side of Jerusalem. Jesus will return to the Mount of Olives, which is also the east of Jerusalem. And when he does, the Mount will divide north and south through a natural fault line, which Zechariah had no knowledge of when he wrote the passages of Zechariah 14, 3-5. And the Valley of Shaveh is the first landmark which is mentioned from a map of ancient Jerusalem. However, this valley's exact location remains a mystery, as does the identity of Melchizedek, the king of Salem, at this time. This is where he met Abraham, and Abraham gave one-tenth of his belongings to Melchizedek as a tenth offering. And the valley of Teropian runs through Jerusalem at an angle, mostly to one side of the city. Perhaps this picture will understand, you'll understand what I'm saying. So number six here on this picture in this map is the Valley of Hinnon. Number five is the Valley of Teropian. Number four is the Valley of Kidron or Jehoshaphat. This is also known as the Valley of Death of Gehenna and Gehenom in Hebrew, where child sacrifice were practiced here by Judah. Here is where, what the originator of this map did not notice. Take the letter Shin, and if you hold it to a mirror, what do you see? The shape of the above map in a mirror image is the judgment of God, Shaddai Shin. These valleys converge in a direct line with the springs of living water from under the throne, as discussed in Ezekiel, flowing to the Dead Sea. In the millennial reign, the Dead Sea will become a fresh water sea and fish will abound in it. 
The three valleys that comprise the city of Jerusalem's geography, the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, Seropian Valley, and the Kindred Jehoshaphat Valley, which is found in Ezekiel 47, 1-12, and also Revelation chapter 22, 1-2. Now, this is a scale model of Jerusalem today. I've drawn three blue lines indicating the three valleys which I discussed prior. This is a mirror image of the letter Shin. And to the right, and a little bit south of the above-scale model of Jerusalem, but not in this picture, is the Mount of Olives. This is where Christ returns, his second return. And when he sets foot on it, it will divide the north and the south, and the south as prophesied in Zechariah 14.4, creating a huge valley in which the Battle of Armageddon will be fought. And Font gives us the wrong impression. It would be one-sided, actually. Shin will destroy 200 million man army with his tongue through the spoken word. So the letter Shin, literally, meaning teeth, press, and sharp, change, this letter literally outlines and foretells of the end times. As I say in almost every podcast and prophetic message, there are no such things as a coincidence, and the fact that we are seeing so many events unfolding right now should be an indicator of biblical prophecy being fulfilled, identifying where we fit in the prophetic timeline. What all this is suggesting to me is that God is moving all of the pieces in place. Now, I don't believe the rapture will occur this year, nor am I saying that the seven-year tribulation period is about to begin either. But what I am indicating is that God's timing is perfect, and we are indeed within a significant prophetic season in which we will begin to see the restoration of Judah in the third temple. This tells me that we are indeed the generation that will see the second coming of Christ. Now, in the Bible, the number 21 symbolizes the great wickedness and rebellion and sin. After the children of Israel left Egyptian bondage, they had 21 major rebellious events as they traveled and wandered through the wilderness. The number 13, which symbolizes depravity and sinfulness, and the number 21 are closely related. The meaning of 21 in the Bible is an outgrowth of 13. Adding 13, which is sinfulness, and adding 8, which symbolizes a new beginning, gives us a 21 or a number that represents beginning a new level or an effort that is sinful and disobedient against God. Now, Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 24 that lawlessness would run more ample as we grow closer to the end times and that the love of many will grow cold persecution will rise. And the book of Daniel prophesies that not only the Antichrist, but the spirit of the Antichrist and of lawlessness will change the times, the days, and will change laws to suit lawlessness. And are we not witnessing this right now, right through our cancel culture? And it seems that our society is offended by almost anything and everything. Monuments are being torn down. Football teams are being renamed. State flags are historically being removed, changed, and redesigned. The show Paw Patrol was temporarily canceled as well as Live PD. Movies like Gone with the Wind have been canceled and removed. This is but a small 
glimpse, a mere glimpse as to what is coming in the end times. And on the last day of God's seven-day spring festival, the 21st of the month of Nisan, which generally falls between March through April, the Eternal carried out his last judgment against the Egyptians. He drowned Pharaoh and his entire army in the Red Sea as they were pursuing the Israelites in order to make them slaves again. In the last day of God's annual fall feast of tabernacles, which occurs every year on the 21st day of this seventh Hebrew month, pictures the end of Christ's 1,000-year millennial reign on earth when the devil is loosed out of his prison for a short time. Satan's very first task, along with his demons, was to lead people into war and rebellion against all that is holy. And after a short period of time, God executes his final judgment against satanic forces by consuming them in fire, which is found in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Now, as I mentioned before, there are no such thing as a coincidence because God's timing is absolutely so perfect that we cannot miss this. Because not only does the number 21 represent rebellion and sin, we are also entering the sixth year of a seven-year Jewish cycle. Let me say that again. We are entering into the sixth year of a seven-year Jewish cycle. The seventh year is a Shemitah year, which is holy and will occur next year on 5782 or 2022. And if you don't know this already, the biblical Jewish calendar, it works in cycles of seven years and then it starts over. This is where we get the format of Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy. And it's a design that is symbolic of the creation week. Now, the number six is closely tied to sin as man was created on the sixth day of creation. And the number of the beast or the mark of the beast is 666. So if any of that does not get your attention, then this most certainly will. Let me show you guys. The number 21 is the sixth triangular number, which means... It is the sum of all the digits up to and including six. 21 equals one plus two plus three plus four plus five equaling triangular six. And likewise, six is the third triangular number. Six equals one plus two plus three equaling triangular three. And three is the second triangular number. 3 equals 1 plus 2 equaling triangular 2. Thus, 21 is a triple triangular number. 21 equals triangular 1, triangular 2, and triangular 3. The number 21 factors as 21 equals 3 times 7. The number is 2701 is the 73rd triangular number, and both 37 and 73 are prime in fact, they are panoramic primes, factors 3 times 7. The numbers 3 and 7 are both very significant as 3 represents the power in the divinity of the Holy Trinity and 7 equals holiness, completion, and rest. In other words, we are seeing an ending of an old way and the beginning of something completely new and different which I believe points to a prophetic season of fulfillment. 
We're about to see lawlessness like we have never seen it before, but also at the same time, we're about to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, just like in the book of Acts, like never before. Now, as the number 21 relates to sin, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Apostle Paul writes of 21 sins which show the exceedingly wickedness of selfishness and sin. He begins the chapter with a warning, and then he starts the list with the words, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And he describes them as selfishly loving themselves, the love of money, they will brag, they will be prideful of themselves, they will blaspheme, they will disregard and disobey parents, they will not be thankful, rejecting being holy, will not have a natural affection, they will, meaning homosexuality, they will be uncompromising, they will falsely accuse others and bearing false witness, lack any self-control, they will be fierce, they will have hatred towards anybody that does anything good, betray other people, they will act hard-headed, they will exalt selfish, sinful views, they will love pleasure, they will reject a loving God, they will look from the outside as appearing holy, but on the inside they will completely deny God's power. Now I believe this list describes exactly the times in which we are living in. As we are seeing Antifa, we're seeing Black Lives Matter and very liberal left movements radically trying to overthrow cities and police precincts, and they're killing people, exactly as Paul described in the end times. Now, however, despite the signs of the times that there is also something very significant about the number 21 that points to the revelation of God and his name. Because God does not leave us hopeless, and he always points us to the direction of his saving grace, of salvation through his son Jesus, no matter what we are facing and no matter what times that we are in. Now, the last letter that I want to talk about is the Hebrew letter of Aleph. The letter Aleph is the father of the alphabet, whose original pictograph represents an ox strength in the leader. Its numerical value is 1 and also 1,000, and it is a silent letter. Aleph, therefore, is a preeminent in its order and alludes to the infallible mysteries of the oneness of God. Indeed, the word Aleph derived from the very name of this letter means Master or Lord. In the inaugural visions in the callings of both Isaiah and the prophet Ezekiel, and also in the visions presented to John in the book of Revelations, we see cherubim and seraphim in which they have four faces, and one of their faces is the face of an ox. Now, in the mysteries of Elof and Calabistic literature, the upper yod meaning an arm represents the hidden and infinite aspects of Yahweh, which is called insof, meaning without end, where areas, the lower yod represents the revelation of Yahweh to mankind. And the vav, whose meaning is hook, shows connectedness between the two realms. Vav is also thought to represent humanity, since Adam was created on the sixth day, and vav is diagonal since it is humbled in the face of God's mystery in his revelation. The two yods also indicate the paradox of experiencing God as both hidden and close, far and near. Now, Allah is also connected to the 
divine names of God, and there are a number of divine names that begin with the letter Aleph, including El Elohim, Eloha, Eliyah, Asher, Ehiyai, Adonai, Adon, Elam, and Adir. Aleph and the nature of man, which is connected to a word meaning for man, is Adam, which is made up of a dam of blood, and Aleph, which represents the Lord, as indicated above. The Lord turns flesh and blood into a living soul. And Yeshua is our Aleph, and one who took on flesh and blood to mediate God's presence to us with him, we are made real. We come alive and we are born from above in 1 John 5, 12. And as one who is composed of both the upper realm of heaven and the lower realm of the earth, connected by the humility of the body, Aleph is also a picture of God, man, unity that is Yeshua HaMashiach, who being in the form of God, took upon himself the form of a servant as man. Moreover, in Revelation 22.13, Jesus refers to himself as the Aleph and Tav, the first and the last, and there are told us directly that the Hebrew alphabet would provide revelation about him. Aleph is also a picture of the Messiah's intercession. From a messianic point of view, Aleph represents Yeshua, the Mashiach, as our intercessor and Kohen Kadal. The two yods represent an outreached arms of hands, reaching both to mankind and to God. The diagonal valve represents the sacrifice of Yeshua on our behalf, and since Yeshua is the Aleph and the Tav, the letter represents his divinity, his humility, his silence as he opened not his mouth when he was unjustly accused, and so on. Aleph is also the picture of oneness and unity. Aleph also is a picture of three in one, just as there are three parts of Aleph, but Aleph is one, so there are three persons to the Godhead, yet God is absolutely one. And the geometra, the geometra of the value of the word Aleph is one, one, one. In conclusion to so the prophetic year for 5781 or 2021, it's going to feel hopeless at first. And unfortunately, it's going to feel like a greater continuation of 2020, but a little more amplified. And however, I believe these things will occur not to, the purpose is not to take away our hope or our salvation, but I believe just like what the Lord told Joseph, that what the enemy has meant for harm, the Lord has meant it for good for the saving of many lives. And it's likely that coronavirus is not going away anytime soon, but instead will be continued to be used as an agent of the left and the liberal democratic leaders to try and manipulate the outcome of an election. And just like how there was a massive Jewish genocide at the birth of Christ or in the times of Exodus, these liberal leaders are going to do everything they can to prevent the prosperity of the gospel message and they'll do everything they can to stop the will of God. But also, as the Bible has told us, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. For I believe the ending is going to be victory. For we're going to overcome by our love for one another and with our testimony of the blood of Christ. The beginning is going to be tough, but the outcome is going to be victory. 
It won't feel like it at first, but it's going to result in victory. It's going to result in unity of the church and incredible outpourings and manifestations of the church. I believe we will again see the great acts or the great signs of the book of Acts, Acts 2 Pentecostal manifestations among the body of Christ. And as I mentioned before, year 5782 or 2022 is a seventh year, a Sabbath Shemitah year. New churches and ministries are going to rise from this. The gospel will be preached even greater than it has ever been before. Many people are going to come into faith and believe in the Lord because all the events and the signs that are occurring. And I believe that this is going to be the last greatest push that we will get of revival prior to the end times. We have to make every minute and every second count. And I also believe that we're going to see a great move in Israel, especially in Jerusalem. I believe that will result in the sovereignty of the Jewish people over Israel and Judea. And I believe that we will see the beginning stages of the third temple begin to be built. If there has ever been a more relevant time to believe in the Lord, now is the time. We have never witnessed so many biblical prophetic events being fulfilled than what we are witnessing right now. The Lord is faithful. His words are true and trustworthy. Now is the time. Now is the calling to get it right, to believe and to serve in the Lord. As he has said, you cannot serve two masters. You'll either love one or hate the other. So there's a choice that has to be made. Who will you serve? Whom will you love? The God of this world being Satan or the one and only true God, the Lord Jesus Christ? Thank you for who you are. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. I thank you for your word and your precious Holy Spirit. I pray that others will believe unto you for what you are doing and what you will do. And I pray and I ask for the unity and the revival of your church, that you may be glorified and be worshiped. I ask that you may continue to encourage and strengthen your people, both the church and Israel. Give us boldness as you gave Peter and the early apostles. Give us courage. Give us encouragement and faith that we may continue to persist. In your mighty name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com and also on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Please do not forget to like, share, and subscribe to this message to get updates on new messages and to help us to share the gospel message. This concludes this podcast episode. I am Brandon Dawson, the Chief Center with the Tribe of Christians. And may God bless you and continue to be with you always.